0: God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?"
2: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. This is your host, Alice Fraser, speaking. Yes, the Alice Fraser from the dimension you're listening in, not the Alice Fraser in the other dimension who is the host of the podcast. I'm the host of the host of the podcast, I guess. As you know by now, these episodes of The Last Post come into my inbox via a glitch in the space-time continuum, and I share them with you lucky people throughout the week and take the credit for the work of the other Alice Fraser in the other dimension. (laughs) For listeners who can't keep up with a daily dose of count-stopping satire, on a Saturday I give you this roundup of the best moments of the other dimension from the week. Today's episode marks the 7th of November, the 312th episode of the year 2020, this most ridiculous of leap years. With the US election hot on everyone's lips cross-dimensionally, this week you'll be comfortably traversing through news from NATO Green, John Rick Roberts and Andrew Zaltzman. As, in the other dimension, Bob the Sentient Trash Island comfortably takes out the presidential race in the US. Oh boy. But we start proceedings with Monday's episode, episode number 307, part one, of a triple threat Tiff Stevenson doubleheader. She eased into a busy week with her escapism news in an episode which contains some really out there Alice Fraser comedy. When you can't travel physically, you have to
3: go on holiday in your mind. So I've put together a little holiday. No airport stress. Don't worry about overpacking your bags. You can literally take your entire wardrobe. Although you'll probably just want to be in a bikini on your mind holiday because on your imaginary holiday, your body is perfect. You don't need to be beach body ready, Alice. You already are. Once on board Imagine Air, you will climb into your four-poster bed and be hand-fed grapes by a choice of Brad Pitt, Idris Elba, or all three Hemsworth brothers. They will whisper (laughs) compliments in your ear. You get to choose, Alice. It's it's kind of like a menu. Um, You know, at some point right now, there is a Hemsworth doing a pull-up or a sit-up. So, you know, it's... That should just make you feel good. They'll whisper compliments in your ear like, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. I would ask you to marry me if it wasn't for the fact you're already living with Patrick Dempsey and Michael B. Jordan in a thruple.
2: Or your
3: your mind is like a sexy, infinite maze. Or your hair is the colour of Himalayan rock salt and I want to bury my face in it.
2: And now to Tuesday and episode 308, Election Day, Commandante NATO Green, the... Generalissimo of the People's Republic of the People United reported on events in the United States as Bob the Sentient Trash Island and Dwayne the Rock Johnson looked to wrestle control of the White House from Donald Trump and Mike Pence. This episode also featured some revolutionary Alice Fraser jokes.
1: So the American people are voting in in record numbers. There was also a huge number of early voting. So the share of people voting on election day is the lowest it's ever been. At one point, there was one day last week where we crossed an important threshold, which was an early warning sign that millennials are taking over American politics, which was that Americans hit 69 million early votes at exactly 4.20 p.m. (laughs) So that's how we get down, speaking of legalizing weed. And uh, there's record early voting Uh, huge lines, hours long of people waiting to vote. And depending on your point of view, it was either a sign of the greatest democracy on earth or widespread voter suppression. (laughs) And so on behalf of the American people, I would like to say, please, Jacinda Ardern, please invade the United States as a humanitarian intervention. And Americans are, are, people aren't inspired by necessarily what they're voting for. They want to vote, uh, they want to vote Trump out. Uh, The American people are saying in one voice, Shut the f*** up. And it's inspiring and stirring.
2: On Wednesday's episode, episode number 309, John Luke Roberts joined the show to bring us breaking news from the Rock Slash Island presidential bid as the US election polls closed. As you'd expect, Wednesday's episode contains some very democratic Alice Fraser comedy.
0: It looks like Bob the Sentient Trash Island and The Rock have won. But it's quite, it's a a difficult process. There's lots of, because there's early voting, there's late voting, there's um, sideways voting. That's a new one. It's, uh, and some of the courts aren't really happy with it. Basically, they have to count the votes. Then they have to taste the votes. At this stage, they're caressing (laughs) the votes before finally they mash up the votes, use them in a sort of um, a brewing device to make what you could basically call a tea, drink the tea, and then look at the, um, look at the leaves left, from the votes and see whose face it most <laughs> resembles. It's generally state by state. That's, that's more or less how they do it. Uh, but it does look like Bob the Sentient Trash Island has one, and of course he ran on the slogan I'm a sentient trash island. And uh, that seems to have been successful for him. That seems to have been enough. Trump isn't particularly happy about it, but he has also been absorbed by Bob the Sentient Trash Island, so there's not much he can do. Well, yeah,
2: yes. I mean, obviously, that was scenes, of course, because they haven't declared full-on victory yet, but it was looking like Bob the Sentient Trash Island was way out ahead in that every single vote that had been counted so far was coming in in favour of him. It was it was not at all ambiguous, but uh, Trump kept saying, wait, 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 maybe there's more. What about the postal votes uh, but unfortunately, he spent the last yeah, few months yeah, completely yeah, yeah. undermining. He
0: started right. He started that. Do you remember he he took out those bits of paper and said, "Wait, wait, wait," and wrote like one thousand votes. Uh, on them and held it up and said look there's more votes and he kept doing he kept making his own votes out of bits of paper and cardboard and what he had around.
2: Thursday's episode number 310 in a good week to bury bad news Andrew Zaltzman had some such news for us and some updates from America naturally the episode also featured some hidden gems from Alice Fraser.
4: There were uh, complaints from Republicans that many of the votes cast for Bob the Sentient Trash Island were intended for Donald Trump By voters who just saw the word "trash" and thought that's our guy, that was that was thrown out. And Bob was also ruled to be sufficiently American because the Trump campaign said he he was not. Yeah, he had to be. He had to be a minimum 100% American to run for president. But the the Supreme Court ruled that as a island of trash bob was you know the perfect symbolic representation of a culture of consumerist wastefulness so he's been ruled sufficiently obviously the rat vote issue that could rumble through the courts for a long time not so much anymore for people denying the fact that the rat population should have the right to vote having evolved so impressively whether other species also should be allowed to to vote yeah and, you know, i
2: mean it's a classic slippery slope argument
4: right it is but there are a couple of states in which the moose vote could have proved absolutely crucial and that's something again that the trump um generally very right wing as a as a voting body so uh, then there will call also there's a court case by the arch conservative country singer trash island um who which failed to stop <laughs> bob's campaign um ireland famous for hits such as my truck my guns my rules your body
1: um, you belong where I say you belong go
4: home Cheeker. I've built a warm up wall around my heart USA means you sweet ass and they both belong to me
1: uh, be my holster baby,
4: I know you love my gun and there's one in my truck honey but not in my America but, um, so anyway but I, I think he's really using it just to raise his, uh, his profile Trump has barricaded himself into the White House as, as we know he's demanding a recount on the grounds that everyone he cares about voted for him uh, which uh, would give nationally a 1-0 result
2: And to wrap up the week, triple threat dick-deflected Tiff Stevenson returned to rail against the celebrity millionaires who chose to flaunt their wealth during a global pandemic. Needless to say, this episode also included some very flashy Alice Fraser punchlines. Kim Kardashian, another millionaire slash,
3: I would say maybe in the billionaire territory, in the news, who had her 40th birthday and uh, posted a message on social media to say, after two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island Where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief moment in time. Um, that's not even not reading the room. That's not reading the entire world <laughs> to come out in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, she told everyone how humbled she was by it. So it's probably fine. It's probably fine because she was really <laughs> humbled, guys. Um, when so many people have lost their incomes to shout about you're flying on private jet to a private island. It's fine because it's humbling.
2: And finally, your exclusive bonus content this week comes from the other Alice Fraser herself, as she lists her seven reasons why the UK shouldn't be giving schoolchildren free school meals. Reason number one, they will cobble their sandwiches together to build flat-screen TVs. Reason two, uh, rich kids' parents will pretend to be poor so their children can eat terrible cheap school lunches out of the taxpayer's pocket. I hadn't thought about that. That's a very yeah. valid point. Reason three, voluntarism. You can't force taxpayers to pay for other people's starving children. Ew, what will this do to the thriving Fagin industry? Uh, what if I want kids to learn hunting skills? Isn't that what charity is for? The rare people that don't want children to starve can pay their, uh, for it on their own. Reason number four, if we feed children as a society, there's no cultural disincentive to having hundreds of children. And just making sure that they all fail year three and then they can eat for free forever. That's a burden on the state and on Mr. Flanagan, the math teacher. And what if this teaches children to believe that they get things for free like Santa? I make my children pay Santa a proportion of their income through the course of the year. No free rides. And uh, question (laughs) number seven, answer, reason number seven, suckling from the breast of the state. These children will be suckling from the breast of the state. They'll go straight from their mother's breast to the breast of the state and might get a Freudian fixation on the state instead of on their mother, like all good Tories. Thank you for listening to this Roundup episode of The Last Post. If you haven't already done so, then subscribe to the feed. Tell your friends. Buy some merch. We have merch T-shirts. I think cups of water? Possibly. If you've checked check the website, thebuglepodcast.com, and then check on the merch thing, and then there'll probably be merch. If you've missed any episodes, there's still time to make it right. They're all right there in the feed, ready for your ears, mind and heart. Go live in the other dimension for a while. The last post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle Podcast's production. I insisted on credit as co-producer. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at @alliterative on Instagram and Twitter. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Can't just write and host all of this. i got to produce it as well. Find me also at patreon.com slash Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. You can subscribe there for free downloads of all of my specials. I mean, you can pay and then you get free. Anyway... All the latest news from everything Alice Fraser in this dimension is available there. Patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sidekick and henchthug, the iron fist to his velvet glove, is the inimitable pet hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. Use your Sunday, restfully or usefully, and I'll talk to you again on Monday.